We were listening to the Monk Vision Orchestra from the album Birds of Fire. We're going to continue along now with a beautiful piece from the Dixie Dregs. This is called Old World.
That was Jean-Luc Ponty. We are going to continue on now with the entire album by the Swedish prog rock band Anglegard. They formed in 1991. They have periodically reformed and broken up over the years. They put together three studio albums and three live albums. We are going to listen to their first album they put out in 1992. It is called Hybrid. This is Anglicard, and you are listening to The Gates Delirium. Please stand by. I'd like to once again thank our sponsor, Alfred from Alfred's World of Trousers. He offers an existential kaleidoscope of, of uh, traditions, customs, dogmas, and straitjackets. All for your existential pleasure. We're going to continue on now. I had a little problem earlier. I'm going to try to find that um, piece of music from Anglicard. In the meantime, we're going to listen to another one of my favorites. Paul Stalwart of Space Prague. Osric Tentacles. This is Epiphlioi.
have been listening to Osric Tentacles, the track called Epiplioi. From the album The Floor is Too Far Away. We're going to move along right now. We're going to move along right now to the aforementioned Anglicard. Stand by, please. that might have done it. We will be listening to Anglegard in a moment. Here you are. This is album is called Hybrid.
1% listing fee and save thousands when you buy and sell with Redfin.
skuggan ut av sorg Drömmar som har slocknat Från ett liv som haft sin tid Inte kan jag stå och se på då vi flyr Verklighet och sanningar där moralen är fantasi
passivande förstånd. Livets panorama och hallucination. Jag har längtat något så gränslöst. Ge mig evig insyn in i drömmarnas land. Förstå det jag lyckligt. been listening to Anglicard, Swedish progressive rock and roll band from their 1992 album Hybrid. This has been Perkins Warbeck the 23rd 
I am happy to have been the host of The Gates of Delirium, the 28th installment of this weekly dive into progressive rock and roll. I'm going to hand off the phone, the, the show, to Magic Mike and Carly. And I will find, see you, hear you next week at the same time, same place, at the sprawling state of the art studios of mutinyradio.fm. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, right. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am. Can I see? Uh, 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 u
Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check him out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. 
The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit everybody you're listening to mutiny radio.fm in sf we're here for the happy hour yay the happiest hour of two hours ish of comedy every friday at six o'clock we've got comedians from everywhere they're gonna do jokes and it's gonna be fun and we all love stage time and it's great and uh thanks for donating everybody mutiny radio at venmo thanks for giving us money helping us stay alive yay so that we can help you help us Cool. Oh, the sounds of, I love, there is like a little bit of sour cream on your cheek and I've just never, okay. It's cute. You know, that's the thing is errant food on a young man. So cute. On an old dude, gross. (laughs) Right? If you see an old man with like sour cream on the bottom of his lip, you want to vomit. But if you see it on like Peter Struckmeyer, you're like, oh yeah, baby doll. I just opened by... But it's, ah, I should have turned your mic up for that. You guys can guess the punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Yay! How's it going, guys? What's up? All right, we're rocking it here today. How we doing? How we doing? Cool, cool. What do we got here today? I see. Brady Pearson. Tim T- I know everybody's name in the entire crowd. This is exciting for me. So it's good. My, my mulleted friend right there. That haircut, by the way, that is an insult to the bald man right there. To waste precious resources like that? That is not fucking right, man. More like child molester in the front, child molester in the back. Child molester on his upper lip. Actually, I don't think people should suspect uh, Connor. No, no, parents should ha- not have a problem with them because it's like, 
No child molester is going to dress that on the nose, you know? <laughs> Honey, why did you let that guy take our kid camping? I don't know, just, you saw the haircut, fanny pack full of lollipops, a little on the nose. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make fun of my friend a little bit um, before I started. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I am. It sucks being bald, man. I had to f it just kind of sucked. People asked me, people were asking me all after the Oscars about my opinion just because I'm a member of the bald community. And I, I don't really have any strong feelings about it, but I, I really did enjoy being in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in the civil rights struggle. That was fun. If I ever see her, I can be like, fight the power. That's pretty cool. People, my friends are like, that's different, man. She's got alopecia. That's different. And I'm like, how's it different how you got here, okay? We're at the same spot. We wound up in the same place. That'd be like if you're missing a foot. You saw another guy who was missing a foot. You're like, hey, I know how it is, brother. He's like, yeah, diabetes. And you're like, no, train accident. And he's like, I guess you don't know how it is then. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you guys ever notice how people are, so many people are like uh, almost proud of not being able to do math? They'll be like, oh, 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 you know me, and don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one ever does that for other disciplines. You know, no one ever goes, oh, 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 you know me, I'm reading. Don't make me read. I can't read. I can't read, you guys. Trying to date responsibly, bought some condoms the other day, got some magnums. Yeah, I got some, bought some mediums and some smalls, too. I based it on the size of the vagina myself. That's right. You've heard that one. Okay. I was, I was, what I was trying to do is think of a, a, another tag for it where I'd go, uh, uh, based on the size of the vagina, uh, I'm like a goldfish. I just grow the size of the tank. And the, uh, I like, I'm trying tank right now. But yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, and then I was going to say, and then I was going to say, uh, I'm having sex. She's like, oh, you're so big. And I'm like, don't pin this on me. Uh, yeah, or, or uh, oh, you're so big, and I'm like, sorry you had to find out this way. Ah. No, it's not. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it, you guys. I, don't know. I, had a, I, I did have a story that I wanted to tell about a, a, another comic friend of mine, a guy, a guy you guys might know. He was over at my house in the backyard. And we were having uh, we we're having some drinks. Marcus Marcus Howard was we we're having some drinks. And Marcus, okay, let's just say, Mar you know, Marcus maybe sounds a, a little whiter than he is. I don't know. Does that does that checking out with anybody? He sounds like Professor Frank from The Simpsons, Marcus. Okay, and he's out there in the backyard just dropping n bombs in my neighborhood, right, left left and right. And I got high fences, okay. So all I know is the neighbors just hear. Some dude who sounds white saying the N-word over and over again. And I'm like, Marcus, you want to fucking cool it a little bit, man? <laughs> He's like, listen, man, that's, that's, that's our word. I'm allowed to say that word as much as I want. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can't take it away from you, but could you maybe blacken it up a little bit when you do it? <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. That's a funny new story. That's lovely.
yeah, comedy is truth. Your next comedian is the one with the mullet. I call him the jizz master. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Connor Lawsdale. Yay. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah, jizz master. That's what the kids call me down at the school right there. It's reverse psychology. You know, you think it's too on the nose. That's I'm doing that on purpose. Get these, get their guard down. So I can molest children. That's the joke. Okay, what are we doing? What else were you talking about, Dan? I wanted to retort. Yeah, okay, I guess that's all it was. I was just telling Dan about that. I do have a problem with road rage. And I realized that when I, I was in the car, I said this out loud to myself. I, I, with zero hesitation or thought behind it, I said, I'm going to regret that decision for the rest of my life. And the decision was just to let someone go in front of me. I'll be on my deathbed. <laughs> come, come closer. I shouldn't have let that fucking Prius in. I should have known. It cost me 45 seconds. I don't, I don't have any tattoos. You got, anyone here have tattoos? Pam's got a bunch of tattoos. I never got one, you know? I just never... I, I feel weird. I don't want to judge anyone else, but I, I'd feel weird about it. Like I, to me, it's kind of like you're just like, oh, this tattoo here, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And then this one here, this represents uh, how cool I want everyone to think I am. And th this one here, this represents that I'm a Jew. It's a Holocaust joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took you a second. I don't even like Holocaust jokes. In fact, I don't even like the Holocaust. If it was up to me, if I had a say in the matter, I would go. I would vote no. Hol no Holocaust. If I, was, if I was back then, I would be like, hey, don't, don't do that to them. It's bad. In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go back, I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? A lot of people talk about that. Dan loves talking about it. I thought that was a good idea, but then I thought, what if you go back in time, you kill Hitler, but what if there was another guy that was way more evil and way more efficient? No, he, he, back in Hitler's time, more evil, more efficient, but he just got beat out by Hitler's charisma. You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but that, then that guy takes over. You think you did a good thing, you come back to the future, zero Jews. Just n none at all. Best thing on TV is young Sheldon. <laughs> There's schmegma everywhere. But then we realized that uh, schmegma is this unlimited renewable resource. So it d turned out to be, I guess you got to weigh that one. We don't really know. Is that worth all the Jews, unlimited energy? Okay. There was one more. <laughs> I'm going to put a shirt on. You guys, ever, fellas, you ever come too fast when you're jacking off? 
That's not. That's, that's a sad moment. I, I can't even satisfy myself. Oh. All right, guys. My name is Connor. Thank you very much. Connor Lonsdale, everyone. He's gonna put a shirt on for his show. Next show. It's a hot day, and uh, I, I've always. I someday we'll find out what's in that fanny pack. All right, I know what's in your next comedian's fanny pack. Oh, I was trying to make a weird, I don't know what that meant. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. It's a metaphor for my asshole. Hello, gentlemen. It's truly just gents and Pam here. Pam, you're like an honorary gay man. It's men and gay men here. Hi. Um, I really enjoy Latin man. Latin men, Latin, Latin man. Could you imagine that as a superhero? <laughs> Let's start that over. I really enjoy Latin men. Do we like the Latinos, Latinas, Latinxes? Yes, yes, I think they're very sexy. Uh, I hooked up with a older Latin man from Brazil um, when I was traveling a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he comes back to my hotel room, we have sex, he leaves, he does not spend the night but he FaceTimes me the next morning, and he's like, I miss your smell. I was like, you miss my smell? Like, the fuck is wrong with my armpits? So here I am trying to assess all the pheromones that I'm apparently giving off. Then I learned, or then I realized, there was a Chipotle burrito bowl next to my bed. So this motherfucker thinks that uh, my pheromones are like barbacoa and extra guac. And this happened a couple of weeks ago. This guy has still not taken a fucking hint that I am not going to date him. So every morning, he'll send me a good morning, how did you sleep message. And each day I reply with, pretty good. Great. Yeah. Slept well, and nothing happens until the next day. And then we repeat the cycle all over again. Pretty good. Yeah, slept well. This morning, though, I'm going to read from my phone for this because I have no new material. Um, he messaged me this morning a childhood fable. Anyone get one of those slide into your DMs? No, just me. So I woke up this morning to... A message that's this long. Let's look at my phone here for a second. They spent a day and a night on a small farm belonging to a very poor family. When they returned from the trip, the father asked his son, how was the trip? Very good, daddy. And at this point, I saw the word daddy, and I thought this story was going to go in a different direction. Do you understand the difference between wealth and poverty? Yes. And what did you learn? Asked the father. The son replied, I saw that we have a dog at home. They have four. We have a swimming pool that reaches the middle of the garden. They have a stream that has no end. We have a covered and lit porch. They have an entire forest. At the end of the answer, the father was open-mouthed. What, was he going to blow someone? Without reaction. And the little boy, hugging his father tightly, added, Thank you, Dad, for showing me how poor we are. This little boy may have taught his father the greatest lesson. It all depends on the way you look at things. The things that really matter are priceless. If you have love, friends, family, health, a good mood, and a positive attitude towards life, you have it all. If you are poor in spirit, you have nothing. Yeah, that slid into my DMs this morning. Being gay is wild, y'all. I get motherfucking childhood fables in my DMs. 
from strange Latin men that I hook up with. I'm leaving you there. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Uh, give it up for whoever's next, for Pam, for Yay. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yeah, I had to start dating young Latinos because I was tired of young white guys calling me mommy. All right, your next comedian. He's Big Daddy in the room. Put your hands together for Tim Taylor. Uh, yeah, Daddy, Daddy. Great to see everybody. My name's Tim Taylor. I uh, love the w warm weather and celebration and anticipation of it. I actually shaved all my pubic hair. Just shaved it all off. And challenges I actually have put on weight over the pandemic. And so I have this little pouch here. And so, yeah, and so like when I look down, I see the jowly chin of Mitch McConnell looking at me. It's like I look down at my pubis and it's just, oh, I've gotten more votes from the great people of Kentucky than any other senator in history. Somehow my pubis is, uh, hates all people but has an Asian fetish. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's slowly growing back so my pubes are kind of wispy. It looks like uh, that uh, poison uh, trickster in that movie, The Princess Bride. Inconceivable! <laughs> uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day without a shirt on, and I noticed I have a before body, for sure, right? <laughs> a before body. But I have after hair. Oh, yeah. You know how guys like, are really buff? They like stress I just do this shit when I'm thinking like I just throw my hair around that's a, when I say no I go like this no <laughs> oh boy but I, you know, I'm working on my dating life I uh I consider becoming a sugar daddy anybody any sugar are you a sugar daddy you are not no good good call never thought about being a sugar daddy that neither do I so I'm like a fake sugar daddy. I'm like a stevia daddy or like a sweet and low daddy. There's just, there's something about asking, telling a woman I'm gonna spoil her by taking her to the Nordstrom Rack Cafe. It just doesn't hit. <laughs> the Bed Bath and Beyond Bistro. <laughs> the Target Trattoria. Like it's just, I'm not attracting the right kind of women in my life. I see that and I'm not off book either, which is, um, do you know the thing is I, I have put on weight mostly because I eat my pain and um, it's because my mom's love language was volume. She just yelled all the time at me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'd come home upset from work and she would, or upset from work. As a child, I could come home upset from assembling iPhones. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but it was probably funnier than the actual punchline. And it's like, you know, I, I didn't feel included in my own home. I felt excluded. But I'm actually into inclusion. Actually, Peter mentioned earlier about la Latinos, Latinas. There's that, that saying Latinx. You guys heard that? I'm like, oh my God, there's like a, a Latin X games? <laughs> Skateboarder jumping? Oh God, that is, sorry, that joke is borderline racist. Oh, come on. Oh boy, thank you. So, uh, you know, I am sober. I've been sober for 11 years. Okay, thank you. From crystal meth. Which never gets an applause. And crystal meth, crystal meth is the... <laughs> 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 
Crystal meth is the Ringo star of drugs. It's just, it's just, it has no, it has no thing. And, and I, I did get my MBA. I got my Wharton MBA when I was high on crystal meth MBA. I was mostly a boring asshole when I was in class, but, uh, I'll leave you with this that, uh, you know, the, anybody watch the Grammys? No, of course not. It's getting out of date. Here's the thing. Any fucking award show named after a nickname for a grandma is not going to work. Grammys, yes, no, thank you, I'm Tim Taylor. <laughs> Yay, Tim Taylor. Grammy, I guess I didn't, what did I call my grandma? Grandma, I don't know. Um, I'm old enough to be your next comedian's grandma. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands, yay. Hey, what's up? I thought I was sixth. Oh, okay. I'm making do. What's up, everybody? Good energy. How are we? We're good. Good. Um, I've been thinking. I I I don't understand why or when we decided that the remedy to help people when they're going through a problem is food. People always buy them food, right? You know, if something bad happens to a family member or like a loved one. It's always food. Doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone's ever been eating meatloaf and it's just like, God, this is so good. I almost forgot about my cancer diagnosis. Like that's never happened, right? It's never. Ha also, the audacity to think your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better. Okay? Because it happened to me a few months ago. My mom, she broke her hip, and we were just flooded with food. It was like a goddamn potluck, but all it was was just a full compost bin because half that shit was inedible. All right? Keep the chicken casserole at home, Janet. You don't know how to season. No one wants it. It's bad. It's not good. And they always ask you, they always ask you the open-ended question. They always ask you, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. Right? Always the same fucking question. I want to take advantage of that question next time. Next time I get asked that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV. That's what would make me feel better. The new Obi-Wan show's coming out. I want to watch it in 4K. But the reason why people ask that question is because it gets their guilt off their chest, right? It's just really so they feel better. They don't really want to help. It's just so they feel better. They feel like they're making a difference. But I want to test it. Uh, how far are they willing to go? Next time I get asked, like, if there's any, anything, ever anything you need, don't hesitate to ask. I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin. That's what I want. They'll be like, oh, no, 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 that's not really what I meant. I'll be like, no, 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 you said what you wanted. It would make me feel better. Get on the line with the cartel, Janet, all right? Give them your casserole. Maybe they'll give you a discount. I don't know. That's all I got for that. I, um, what was I going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm a... Uh, you guys ever heard of the phrase toxic masculinity? You ever heard that phrase before? Yes, toxic masculinity. If you want to see it in real time, tell a man he has soft hands. Um, you'll see it up close and personal. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know what it is, it's when a man, he suppresses his insecurities and then, f and then asserts dominance over others by becoming, you know, arrogant or rude. I would love a little bit of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I would love just a little bit of it, right? I'm very insecure, just enough so I don't get anxious when I get a phone call, you know? I just want to feel a little more confident. I want to feel a little good. I would, use, I would use it for good. I wouldn't be an asshole about it, you know? I could take some from someone who's not doing any good, like a Brett Kavanaugh or like a Jake Paul. They're not using it for any good. I want it. I see it all the time, toxic masculinity. I see it. It blows my mind. 
was at a party one time, and this guy walks in, and he goes up to the first girl he sees, and he goes, you're hot. You're coming home with me. I could never do that in a million years. Never. One time I was in my car, and I saw a beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk, and I glanced up at her respectfully. I looked at her up and down, and then she made eye contact with me, and I audibly said, alone in my car, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. So bad. That's such a beta move, that's what it is. The only time I have a little bit of toxic masculinity is to myself. It's my inner dialogue. It's really what it is. Like if I'm at a restaurant, it'll be like yelling at myself, like, order quicker, the waitress thinks you're a pussy. <laughs> Tell. I'll see my reflection on the street and be like, I could fucking kick that guy's ass, I could. And then I'm shadow boxing the air like a TL crackhead, you know? And then I lose to myself, that's how weak I am, I lose every time. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langland. Weak in muscles, but strong in comedy. Yay. I'll take it. take it. I don't know. I didn't. You always have, I don't know what your muscles look like. You were just talking about being weak, and I was trying to be a good host. I'm sorry, I'm high. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dorian Trung. Yay. How's it going, everyone? Uh, I always thought uh, when people died from their addictions are like super cool. And then I realized it's not as cool when I tell people I'm killing myself with food. So I had to give that up. Um, I used to be 300 pounds and then I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. You know, I mean, I'm still fat, but you know, not fat enough for a child to stop me in the middle of the street to make an announcement, you know what I mean? You know, when a kid's like, Mom, look, he's fat. <laughs> Which is always awkward, you know, when you uh, have to hit someone else's kid. <laughs> Brutal. 